Hello, I'm Evan Sutter and welcome or welcome back to the Sutter Faction podcast. Practical philosophy to live well in the modern world. Sutter Faction blends the wisdom from great philosophers, thinkers, writers and doers with practical psychology, storytelling and my own unique experiences to plant seeds for thought and discussion. Satisfaction plays at the intersections of philosophy, psychology, society and culture, ethics, human flourishing, politics, business, happiness, meaning and purpose, and the good life. More than anything else, it is about sucking the marrow out of life, living a full, interesting, examined life. And hopefully, along the way, we can identify areas that are causing us undue suffering, both individually and culturally, and create ways to transform that suffering into greater freedom, fulfillment, and aliveness. So we can live fully alive while we are alive. This is episode 15. It is titled, How to Find Meaning and Purpose in a Crazy World that Makes Us Doubt if It is Even Worth Pursuing at All. Well, is it? Let's dive into it and see. We need to remind ourselves that we have more than enough right here, right now. This alone might just be the most powerful thing for living a good, full, interesting life. I have enough. In a world where we are told the opposite all the time, living in this I have enough just might be the most radical thing any human being can do. In fact, I'm calling it. I have enough is the most radical thing you can do. Turn on the TV, open up your phone, walk down the street, and we are bombarded by an abundance of well-placed stories that tell us that we need something more, better, different. Trillion-dollar industries, political movements, entire systems are built on the idea that we always need to be moving forward, growing, bettering ourselves. And it is an ideology that has us sitting in record numbers of mental health and facing climate catastrophe. So what should one do? Keep forcing ahead, continuing to accumulate for a future that is more unpredictable than ever before. Well, what should one do? I'm not so sure. But in the least, finding contentment, joy, peace, being able to play in life right now, wherever you are, is probably a good thing, no matter what the future holds. For if we are always racing ahead, improving, growing, when do we ever stop? When is enough? actually enough. We are adaptable creatures after all. We get something and not before long we've adapted and we want something else again. We know this, this isn't a story. Just think of when you got something you wanted. Was that enough to sustain you? Or did you start wanting it again? This time a little better perhaps. And where does that end? As individuals and as a society hell-bent on infinite growth in a finite world. Where does it end? We need to be aware that life is impermanent and inconstant and that this moment will quickly end. Sitting stuck in some trivial thing from the past or miles ahead down the road will only cause more suffering. We sit around worried about getting things that will make us happy or to confirm that we are doing well to others when we are surrounded by beauty each and every day, a beauty that is often missed in our haste. Thich Nhat Hanh says, letting go gives us freedom, and freedom is the only condition for happiness. If in our heart, 
we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. The addiction to always growing and getting better makes us tired. It does. It is hard work and it takes energy. How can we expect to be happy when our mind is constantly jumping from the present to the past, when our mind is constantly running and filled with anxiety and fear? We become stuck in the prison of our mind, stuck in a fantasy of what better things we can get. When we give ourselves the time to stop and reflect, we can see all of our habits more clearly, or at least we can start to. Does my mind always return to the same thought patterns, the same stories, the same desires? Because when we are running always at a frantic pace from one commitment to another, we never get the chance to simply sit with our feelings. And when we don't take the time to see how these feelings affect us, and more importantly, where they stem from, we never get to truly come to terms with our mistakes or regrets or desires, and they can just tap away forever, little by little, tearing our present moments away. And of course, these moments make up our lives. In Learning from the Heart by Daniel Gottlieb, he writes, Hope is always about the future. And it isn't always good news. Sometimes hope can imprison us with the belief or expectation that something will happen in the future to change our lives. Similarly, hopelessness isn't always about despair. Hopelessness can bring us right into this very moment and answer all of life's most difficult questions. Who am I? Where am I? What does this mean? And what now? This is letting go which is important for us to find peace, freedom, fulfillment, and meaning. When we let go of how we hope things will be and become content with how they really are. We can delve deeply into the present moment and start to answer all of life's questions with more clarity, calm, and composure. Our fast-paced modern world full of you know, the bright lights and well-positioned marketing campaigns that aim at our insecurities and want to fill our empty spaces or spaces we are told are empty, of how we need to feel to be successful, attractive, worthy, are in the business to give us hope. In the business for to tell us to want more. Stepping outside that noise and letting go of our conditioning, biases, stories, allows us to really connect with ourselves. And this just might be the birthplace of true, authentic meaning and purpose. Creating meaning for me was born out of this type of curiosity, a soft awareness about how all these things around me influence my choices, desires, habits, interests, and actions. How many of them are my own? And how many are the result of an education system that also screams for better and more? Or a result of thousands of commercials and Disney shows I watched as a child that inadvertently taught me that Things outside of me are the key to happiness and meaning and purpose and the key to living a good life. But trying to run at meaning head-on is tricky. Trying to set an intention about what is important to, to you is hard if you don't know where to look. Slowly we can start to see all these things as deeply interconnected, not isolated or one-dimensional. With meaning we get to experience a greater freedom. And this is where we can step out of all those I'll be happy when scenarios. When you get a promotion, a new job, a nice partner, more money, the list goes on and on. 
This brings happiness and ease and peace into the now, where it should be and not always in some distant utopian future. Because joy is only available in the present moment. And I know for me, I was always too busy building for it in an unpredictable future. Joy was always something that came next. And when I get it, when I finally get it, geez, it's going to be really good. But it took my sabbatical living in the forest to realize that actually I could attain joy and other things like it whenever I wanted. And it is much nicer this way. Yes, I can plan for those things I want in the future because that's important, but it is not so out of balance and out of my control that I never actually know if I'll ever get to enjoy it anyway. Once we do the exploration and know ourselves well, we get to meaning. And meaning gives us added direction and value and really softens our worry of what other people think. Catastrophic worry about what other people think of us. We know who we are and what we want. We can feel when something is right and when something is wrong. We know when something is important and when something is not. And maybe it is our guiding light that ignites, but only when we have taken the time and given ourselves a space to explore to the point that we can trust in our feelings enough to the point that we can let them lead the way. Giving yourself time to relax and quiet the mind will teach you the areas in which you need to practice letting go of. When we quiet down the noise and all the things we've been told to do or become, we can patiently find the things that we actually want to do. It is this character and substance that allows us to act in ways that are more in tune and more aligned with who we really are. This is authenticity. And when authenticity is teamed with that I have enough, you become powerful and free. When we fail to delve deeply into our own inner workings, it can result in an, result in an overly outward-facing mindset. A mindset that always leads to scratching for happiness and meaning on the surface, but never ever far beyond it. Thoreau wrote, You cannot dream yourself into character. You must hammer and forge yourself one. And if we fail to dive headfirst into our lives, we might fail to grasp why we are here in the first place. Meaning gives us freedom and fulfillment, both necessary ingredients to being content and happy. And we all want meaning. Some have it in abundance while others never quite grasp it. So how do we be curious? How do we learn to be authentic? How do we start living with more meaning? How do we dive headfirst into our lives before it is over? Maybe a good start is exploring and immersing ourselves into every little aspect of life by connecting with ourselves on a deeper level than we are accustomed to, by being vulnerable, by opening up that book and strapping on those boots, reading, writing, drawing, talking, questioning, traveling, sitting, breathing, swimming, running, climbing, thinking, relaxing, being. Von Goethe said, plunge boldly into the thick of life and seize it where you will. It is always interesting. We be curious and playful, and we see life as interesting, not perfect, not in always getting more or being better, but interesting in whatever comes, and interesting in wherever you are right now. This takes life from a goal or a series of goals, always future-facing and somewhere down the track, to a piece of art, playful, creative, all of which can help bring us closer to life and the beauty 
of it. We forget that. So what are some practical things we can do right now to bring us closer to the beauty of life and imbue it with meaning and joy? Ask yourself, what makes you happy? Do you actively do these things every day? If not, what is stopping you? What do you appreciate? What are you grateful for? What are five things you are really glad are in your life right now? We can get stuck in this habit, habit of churning through the days without ever giving things any real thought. We get stuck in a routine of monotony and forget all the amazing things we have every single day that we are grateful for. We get so caught up in our own routines that we forget our family, our friends, interests, loves, passions, and all those simple things that make life so great. Sometimes we just need a little reminder to boost our energy, our positivity, and our meaning so we can live deeply and more fulfilled in each and every moment. Yes, gratitude is quite popular these days, but it is simple and very powerful. And the more you sit with it each morning or night, the more you may find you have more and more meaningful things in your life. And individuals with greater gratitude are more likely to be inspired and motivated and less weighed down by fears of the future or regrets of the past. And feelings such as fear and regret can manifest in negative attitudes, reduced focus, poor relationships, and a lack of meaning. People who practice gratitude create an environment that is supportive and nourishing. The Dalai Lama said, if you want others to be happy, practice compassion. If you want to be happy, practice compassion. And this is another thing you can do right now to enrich your life and imbue it with meaning. With a simple practice around compassion and kindness, I learned in the monastery that helped immensely with my meaning. It's called watering flowers. Simply complimenting a friend, saying something nice about an act they carried out, or just a general thank you for the character that they display. And I encourage everyone, even right now or after this talk, to get out their phone and send that text or email and water that flower. Simple, yet powerful, because good things are like Teflon, and bad things are like Velcro. We humans are really good at seeing our faults, so it is helpful to have others recognize our goodness and help us grow. And it actually helps both parties grow, as doing an act of kindness releases our feel-good chemicals while satisfying our need for connection, real connection. We create positive emotions for appreciation and gratitude, there that, is again, there that is again, which leads to higher functioning people and cultivates increased motivation and higher self-esteem. Those are all good things and all very simple to get. When we can share, it becomes a monumental shift that allows us to delve more deeply into our feelings and emotions and can be the beginning of getting to know ourselves and the start of finding that contentment in ourselves. You know, we grow up in a society where sharing and being open and honest can be seen as a weakness, especially for males. But sharing is a great strength, a strength that is powerful in freeing us from the shackles that can tie us down. For some reason, when you say things out loud to someone else, it makes it more difficult to lie to yourself. We plant the seeds to slowly and surely become a softer and more compassionate human being. And by sharing and by creating an extremely open pathway of communication, it paves the way for stronger and more trusting relationships. Bertrand Russell, author of one of my favorite books, The Conquest of Happiness, 
wrote, Fear is the principal reason why men are so unwilling to admit facts and so anxious to wrap themselves round in a warm garment of myth. Those who deceive themselves generally know at the bottom that they are doing so and live in a state of apprehension lest some untoward event should force unwelcome realizations upon them. Gratitude, appreciation, sharing, curiosity, playfulness, awareness, stepping outside external noise and clutter, opening rather than closing, creates greater peace and contentment and freedom in wherever you are right now, which allows meaning and purpose to align and shine through brighter and brighter each and every moment. You can find out more about meaning and the other three foundations to wake up to a fuller and ironically simpler, more vibrant life in my new book, Awake. Awake is full of thought-provoking and engaging content and importantly, many practical exercises to make good changes in our lives. Awake is available at all good bookstores. Just type Awake and Evan Sutter into your browser and find a store that works for you. This is a Sutter Faction podcast, practical philosophy to live well in the modern world. I'm Evan Sutter. Enjoy.